I have something very special for you. So in conjunction with my ADD method, the assess, dream, design, coaching methodology that I practice, I've put out a free guide and I've called it the ADD method, Get Clarity. And it's a process to get clarity on the reasons for your problems, struggles, or challenges. Now, this is currently a free download. It's a very quick and easy to read PDF. But what it is, is this. This is part of step one in the ADD coaching method, which is assess. And one of the best tools I have in my toolbox is what you'll find, what you'll discover in this guide. So if you find yourself at any point in life where you're like, I don't know how to get this problem solved, I'm struggling with this dilemma, or I'm really in a messed up emotional state trying to figure something out, I can't figure out what the cause is, I can't figure out what to do to next to get out of this state of mind, to actually take action and to resolve the issue. That's because you have a lack of clarity. And that's not me judging you. I use this process all the time. And my God, I had a horrible time in my life where this tool really helped me figure things out, get clarity, clarity, and then be able to do the following steps to take action and make change. So it's really easy. I'm going to leave the link for you in the podcast notes, but you can go over to darrensteel.com slash clarity, and you can get your guide right away. All right, let's get into the podcast. Take 12, take 13. Welcome to the Living Out Podcast, where social justice meets personal growth through a queer lens, and where your host, Darren Steele, has had to take about 15 attempts to start this podcast because maybe he's had too many espressos and is just a little bit wired. Well, welcome. <laughs> I've had a couple of mornings where I've really slept in a little extra. I've just been a bit more exhausted, catching up from... The previous weekend, uh, my partner and I were in Montreal for Montreal Pride, Fierté, Montréal, and it was absolutely lovely. I mean, we both love Toronto Pride, but just going somewhere else for Pride can be a lot of fun. It's simply different. It's not better. It's not less than. It's just different. And I'm not going to talk about that today. Maybe I will in a in a very future podcast, but... A lot of interesting things have happened in this last week, and I'll get to them in a second. I want to mention that I am the creator of the ADD methodology, the Add to Your Life methodology, Assess, Dream, and Design. And I talked about that at length in my last podcast, as well as doing a post about it on my blog, darrensteel.com, where you can find out a lot more. Now, if you are struggling, procrastinating, frustrated in a place in your life where you're wondering, you know, is that, is this all there is? You know, I've, I've got this, I've got that, I've achieved these milestones, but I'm not happy or I'm not fulfilled or something in me says I want to do more, but I'm not sure what it is. I've tried this book, I've tried journaling, I've tried this course, but still it's not happening for me. Well, this is where my eight-step process 
could possibly help. And I say could possibly because not everything works for everyone. And I'm not going to be a dick about this and say, well, my program can work for you too. (laughs) Uh, It could. It absolutely could. And I invite you to take a look at that and find out more about it. And if you have any questions, just drop them in the comments on the episode notes on my website. So let's get into things today. And I'm giving this a working title, a treatise on how we treat each other. In this podcast, I want to talk about our values, our communication, how we go about it, our communication styles, and respect for one another in these dark ages of Trump. So, I mentioned pride at the beginning because it was a lovely four-day-long weekend, and my partner and I got to relax, and I left all my cares and worries at home. And then the Tuesday morning back... I realize a person has written a post about me that is harassment and defamation and assassination of my character on social media. And I'm not going to talk about the details in in this podcast episode because it's it's not appropriate. Uh, it's not useful. <clears throat> and I'm doing what I need to do to take appropriate actions in in regards to how I respond to this situation. But what I want to talk about is, I guess, whether it's a 30,000-foot view or the 10,000 or the 5,000-foot view, I don't know what we want to call it, but what I'm seeing as what's wrong in the world right now, or at least from my limited perspective, the world in front of me, the world in which I interact and how I see things in the world right now. You know, what's hitting me are some big questions like, why do so many people seem to have a fucking God complex? You know, why do they think they're right and everyone else is wrong? And they go about it in this sort of way. It's like, this is the way it is and you're wrong and there's nothing you can say to counter me. And why do people seem to fight only for what they believe in? They ignore logic in place of emotional connections. And to explain that, this is actually normal human physiology that those that we care about and love If someone attacks them in any way, or if we perceive them as being attacked, no matter what someone seems to logically present as an argument or an explanation for what they are doing, that person who loses their shit is is reacting out of ancient brain response, and they just can't see the logic when they are in reaction mode. You know, and it asks the bigger question, as human beings, are we actually in control of what we think our minds are? So I am not going to be able to cover all of these topics in this podcast. I might just touch on some of these things. And I know there are people who are way smarter, much more intelligent than I am on explaining and getting into the nitty gritty of some of these issues, people that I'm actually reading and and studying and following And if I make reference as I'm talking through this podcast to anyone like that, I'll make sure to include that for your own research in the podcast notes. And, you know, if you've got further thoughts, I always invite you to add helpful comments in the podcast 
So let me just jump into saying this. People can be fucking assholes. <laughs> now, before you think I'm an asshole, and I, I, I can be sometimes, you know, at our worst, I'm sure every single one of us, myself included, has been complicit in turning your derriere, turning your backside, and showing your dirty butthole characteristics to other people. That was pretty graphic, wasn't it? But come on, we do it. We've all done it. And, you know, why? Why can we be so fucking mean and disrespectful to other people? You know, why don't we realize that being so negative towards someone else is actually a lack of self-respect? You know, when we openly attack, harass, defame, or call someone else's names, call someone else names, it's really just a poor reflection of our own self-image. It's a sad reflection of our own emotional weaknesses, our feelings, and our state of emotional intelligence. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, hearing this, you might think that I'm being one hell of a fucking asshole and I'm calling out everyone else. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. And it's not what I want to express. Because I've done stuff like this too. And this is human nature. I'm only able to honestly express and teach what I myself have experienced, what I'm in the process of learning and hopefully mastering. And when I say mastering, often people get a guru complex or people start following a guru and calling other people a master and they're like, oh, master, can I ask you a question? That's not helpful. I'm not interested in being a self-proclaimed proclaimed guru. I don't think that helps anyone. No one is better than anyone else. We can all learn something from other people. But what I mean is like mastering is for me, a sense of internalizing and recognizing what one is learning alongside one's own faults and weaknesses, being able to walk that tightrope with care and stability and flexibility. <clears throat> you know, being able to own up to what we have done wrong and at the same time being as open as possible to, to the truth of whatever is going on in that situation that made you lose your shit or whatever is going on in that situation that made the other person lose their shit that you or other people are trying to deal with. And open up the news, open up Twitter, open up Facebook, and it's you see it. It's so easy to go down the path of anger and attack. You know, tick 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 just get on your keyboard and spit out 128 characters and like, fuck you, asshole. You know, this is genetically bred into us, physiologically and psychologically. Neuroscience teaches us that there's basically three core parts of our brain. The amygdala, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, <clears throat> the mammalian, and the prefrontal cortex. And the amygdala is considered the oldest part of the brain. Some people call it the reptile brain. And that is your, where your fight or flight 
lives, that's when somebody pushes back against you. You either push back and you fight or you run like shit. You protect yourself. And the, the mammalian brain is seeking comfort. And the mammalian brain is patterned on behavior, often in, in the periods where we're doing our greatest growth as children and adolescents. <clears throat> and a lot of behavior we see in people, and we can't understand why they keep doing the same thing, is related to mammalian brain activity. The brain is always seeking comfort. It wants to protect itself, and it wants to be comfortable. It wants to feel safe. It wants to feel it has a good social environment. And these things, these parts of the brain, amygdala and the mammalian, they override what's called the prefrontal cortex, or the, the thinky brain. We think we're in control, and this is what I said earlier, do we actually have control of our brain? Well, when we say brain, most of us are thinking of our intelligence, where we can make choices, where we can think out what we want to say, like what I'm doing here, where we can decide on our values, where we can choose what's good and what's bad. But if you are hit with someone attacking you, you don't think logically, Unless you're a very well-practiced individual, but even in the most practiced individual individuals who are able to, you know, take that moment and think and calm down, there's always a breaking point. The thing is, the ancient parts of the brain will win 99% of the time. And it's only after you've calmed down that you realize, ah, shit, I wish I hadn't have done that. I wish I could have said things differently. I wish I could have done things differently. So it's in these moments after the ancient brain has calmed down that we realize the errors of our actions and it's human nature and we can practice and it's not easy how to be able to step back, how to use breathing techniques, how to use mental training techniques to get into sort of what's called the gap between that immediate amygdala reactionary brain response and the logical conscious prefrontal cortex brain response. I'm no master of this. I'm getting better at it. Even the technique, as much as counting down from five or counting down from ten, there's someone I have to go find her name who talks about the the five-second rule. That when you can practice getting into that counting down from five, well, first of all, counting is a logical brain function. And by trying to force yourself into that logical brain, just five, four, three, two, one, that logical brain starts to take more control of the ancient brain. So what's the alternative to people being fucking assholes? Well, people can also lift others up. And we see this in the world as well. This is, this is what I am trying to do, not only for myself, but in this podcast, living out the best of who you are, asking yourself, have you left the best parts of who you are in the closet? And how do you break free of the status quo so that you can live out the best of who you are and have an impact in the world being 
your most authentic self, connecting with the parts of you that you may have sequestered away. Whether you're gay or straight doesn't matter. We all have parts of ourselves that are in the closet that we can take the time, again, using my method, assessing who we are, how we got to where we are, what we like, what we dislike about where we are now, dreaming about who we want to be and hint we kind of already all are, are that person we're just not living it out and then designing the plan so we can actually live out those parts of who we are so i i i'm not very far into a book that's actually called lift by two authors Ryan W Quinn and Robert E Quinn. <clears throat> and there's a couple things that I want to reference based on how far I've read, and it's really useful to help enlighten what I'm talking about here. And the first is a series of four questions that they, they clearly use as um, a tool throughout the entire book. And these questions help someone look at a situation that could be combative or, or upsetting so that they can determine the most effective and positive outcome for everyone involved. Now, I'll try and explain these as best I can. The four questions are, number one, what results do I want to create? Number one, you ask yourself, what results do I want to create? Now, think that this is based on a situation. This can be in your life with what you want for yourself as a goal. This could be at work if you're a team leader or a manager and you're trying to uh, resolve an issue or uh, make something happen, uh, a new target, a new goal, a new uh, milestone for your team. It could be dealing with things in your family, things that you want your kids to do. So what do I want to create? And I'm quoting uh, verbatim these steps from the book. When people answer this question, they become less comfort-centered and more purpose-centered. So what that simply means is instead of just taking care of our own needs, comfort, mammalian brain, we're looking at, like, what's my purpose and how does that connect to the values or what's, how is this going to be more impactful? The second question is, what would my story be if I were living the values I expect of others? What would my story be if I were living the values I expect of others? And when people answer this question, they become less externally directed and more internally directed. And what that means is we can always say, these are my values and I think other people should follow them. No. Nope. Internally directed in this case means you go inside yourself and you say, okay, this is a problematic situation. If I were living the values I expect of others, what would the situation be right now? How would I handle myself such that other people could see what I'm doing as an example? Not out of hubris, not out of ego. Number three, how do other f- bleh, how do others feel about the situation? When people answer this question, they become less self-focused and more other-focused. And this is a really big one. 
We often get so upset and, and don't even consider, even, let's say, in the case of harassment, um, or maybe that's not a good example. When someone is just upset, say, do we really go inward and ask ourselves, how does this person really feel about this situation? Now, maybe they've been shouting and they've been yelling and expressing their frustration and their anger. And you're thinking, well, they're angry, duh. No, there's more behind it. Maybe there's something about wounding. Maybe, maybe there's something about love or a lack thereof. Maybe there's a trust issue for them that's been somehow damaged. So instead of focusing on yourself, you're trying to focus on the other and what might actually be, I think, hurting or missing or vital to that other person. And finally, number four, what are three or four or five strategies I could use to accomplish my purpose for this situation? And when people answer this question, they become less internally closed and more externally open. That's probably the hardest part of this equation, but you can see this is already a lot of work. This ain't a very quick 60-second solution. You really need to step back and say, okay, ah, this person's really upset in this situation. One strategy probably isn't going to be enough because that person might feel like I'm telling them what to do. But if they sit down and have a conversation with me and I come up with three or four different strategies and I can say, hey, you know, I here's what I think you might be feeling. And, and, and I've got a few ideas that I'm hoping could help us bridge the gap. Would it be okay if we go through a couple of different ways of looking at the situation to see if we can resolve it together? Wow. That opens things up. And it also opens up in the sense of creating that bridge where you invite that other person in to work with you. Now, another point in the book is that we are influenced by the energy and behaviors of others in our immediate physical surroundings. So if someone comes in, we, we sense this as human beings, and this is going to affect behavior of a group. So if, if you're coming in to a situation very purpose-centered, internally directed, other-focused, and externally open, that's going to have a very different, different energetic impact on the people you are trying to help or the situation you are trying to resolve. Now, they don't talk about this book, but this got me thinking because of what I'm talking about here is that I think virtual connectivity, you know, social media to an extent applies here. What, what I've been witnessing a lot online is this groupthink, mob mentality, especially in the States, attack first, don't ask questions later, everybody ganging up. And reacting based on statements they see online. No one's stepping back. No one's taking time to consider their thoughts. It's just angry, yelling. No consideration for the impact of the words or the effect it'll have on other people. It's like, yeah, who cares? I'm just going to click send and move on to my other day. Because typing on a keyboard doesn't have emotional connection. Doesn't have eye to eye doesn't have that energetic expression that has been proven that we can feel when we are physically in the room with other human beings. People are afraid. <clears throat> People are afraid to take ownership, to put their name to something 
that they may have been a part of that hasn't been perhaps the most becoming of who they are. They're afraid to apologize or to own up to to their own actions. You know, if I shout at somebody, I don't have to be complicit in this. I'm better than them because I'm taking part in this mob groupthink. People react in haste. And this whole instant gratification becomes addictive. That's another part of our brain. It's like, oh, somebody else is chiming in and also angry at the same thing that I'm at, that I'm angry at. Well, great. That makes me feel more self-empowered and self-important. But these are not good emotions. These don't help us. These only make things worse. The thing is, just because this is being done online and not in front of another person doesn't mean that our actions don't carry serious repercussions and consequences, whether in the immediate immediate or in the long term. And hey, I'm older. I'm 52. So if we go back 20, 30 years, two, three decades, it wasn't that long ago that we didn't have the internet. And I remember as a teenager, my dad having an early cell phone. And the only way you had a cell phone back then, it was actually a car phone because it was a big ass box that weighed about 10 pounds that you had to install in the trunk of the car that was the receiver. And you had a mounted phone in the front of the car by the passenger side. It was corded. Okay. So it wasn't quite a, well, it was a cell phone. Yeah. But I think calls back then in like 1982 were anywhere between a buck 25 and $2 and 50 cents a minute Incredible how things have changed. How long have we had Facebook and Twitter? Just a decade? So the level of technological development and innovation and the corresponding disruption to all kinds of industry has been exponential over the last few decades. Now, it's had some great positive influences on the world, on globalism, on our society, but... There's always a dark side, right? It's had a profound and problematic impact on healthy and effective communication. While it's connected more people, it's also disrupted how we communicate. And we're still in an age right now where, you know, we are trying to figure out how to best manage communication in the age of the, dare I say it, um, idiot-in-chief who thinks it's appropriate at 3 a.m. to attack people on Twitter. You know, that's not ethical. That's not leadership. But it's a perfect example that's empowering of all kinds of other people, not just in the United States, but around the world, to continue attacking people online without any respect for who they are or how they feel. It's bullying in the highest and worst degree. God, I'm dating myself, but I remember when we used to write letters. When I was doing my master's in Germany in 1990, 1992, 1993, I wrote long letters to my partner who was back home living in Ottawa. Yeah, I called him on the phone, I think once a week, but the, the cost back then for international long distance was exorbitant. And as a student on a scholarship, I didn't have a lot of money to spare. So I'd write three or four page long letters a couple times a week when people made phone calls. There was a time before you had voicemail. It was a 
uh, an answering machine, a physical machine. You plugged into the wall and plugged it into the phone. And before then, if you weren't home, the phone just rang, baby. It rang and rang and rang, and no one but the cat or the dog or the bird heard it. So in other words, if you were corresponding over long distance, 30 plus years ago, it took a great amount of time to receive a response. And yes, there's been a telephone for a long time, but I also remember even as a child calling my oma and opa in Germany. And most often there was a time delay because we didn't have fiber optics then. So there wasn't instant communication. There was sometimes an echo and you would say, hi, oma, how are you? And you were waiting for a few seconds and you'd say something again, and then you would interrupt them because it took time for their voice to deliver to the other end three to 5,000 miles away. But this time that it took between like letter correspondence or getting back to a saved voicemail allowed people the time to consider what they wanted to say and how they were going to respond. But now you can publish something and within seconds of an article or a video going online, people are liking it and commenting on it. And if you were messaging anything that is the least problematic or vulnerable or emotional, if you're in a state of worry or fear or or any kind of rawness after hitting publish, if you then suddenly see somebody's giving you a negative comment, boom, your amygdala is going up to protect you. And you're either going to shut down Or you're going to respond with like a fuck you or whatever. Because you're not in the right state of logical mind to be able to deal with it all. Now, I know this podcast is going long, but I feel this is important. Part of my ADD method is one of the steps is called re-evaluate or evaluate. And in that is the word value. We have to consider in our lives what's most important to us. And another word for what's most important to us is our values. And we can literally have hundreds of values, different words to describe what means something to us. But at the core of it all, we probably have three to four core values. Now, I haven't updated my values in a while, and I think it's really important to do that. But I'm just going to give you an example. My, I've, I've done a little work to sort of readjust the language because language changes in what it means to us. I've had freedom, joy, and impact as my core values. And if I look at freedom, I have a whole bunch of words to describe what that means. Freedom to me means financial independence, travel, and self-expression. It means that I'm grateful to live with financial freedom and to experience an outstanding life with my partner, to spend time in different environments, and to enjoy new experiences. And I'll talk about joy as meaning health, fitness, wellness, love, peace of mind, nature, And impact for me means creating, writing, transforming, insight, and learning. Now, I would suggest that not enough people have actually given consideration to what they value, but also what they value within communication, and specifically how they want to be treated when spoken and communicated with. How 
we value how others communicate with us is where essential humanitarian values live. And it's funny, as I'm thinking about this, I recognize that I need to add something to that within my core value of impact. It's there, but it's about recognizing and treating others with a kind of love and respect about being externally open, like I was talking about in the lift for questions and being centered in a particular way to have an impact that opens up to the other people who I wish to serve and help. When we are facing difficult and challenging emotions or when we're up against the wall in fight or flight, we don't really see or feel our values. We're just trying to do the best thing that protects us. But sometimes when we're in our right state of mind, we have to make choices that don't feel great but are the right or the best things to do. Some actions we take don't feel great, even though they're absolutely necessary. I'm thinking that the emotion of compassion is an example, like straight-up compassion. You know, we see somebody hurting, and we see an animal in pain, and we have compassion, or we have empathy, or similarly, maybe sympathy, and they all mean something slightly different. But what if you have to do something? What if you have to take an action that is a difficult choice to make? It means you have to put yourself on the line. And maybe it's asking someone to act in a better manner. Maybe it's a situation where you're at work and you're the team leader or you're the boss of a, or the manager of an organization and you have to direct or discipline an employee or a team or a person you collaborate with. And you may have to tell them to do something out of absolute necessity. And perhaps it's having them correct something based on something they've done in the past. You're doing it out of compassion for that person because you want them to excel, you want them to improve, you want them to make the situation better. Now, it's probably not going to feel good the more compassion that you have as a person, but you know it's the best thing to do, but it feels like a conflict. But in that is a core value, and that core value is going to be unique to you. Taking ownership of decisions that we make in conjunction with our core values is one of the most difficult things we can do, but it sets us apart shows us as being leaders, not as better than, but as demonstrating humanitarian values. It's from this place of, or from this foundation of our core values that we, we stand upon, that we stand for, that we're able to actually have a massive impact on how we can better communicate and respect other people's ideas and their feelings and their character. Making the world a better place starts with you. Making the better world a better place starts with me.
Making the world a better place starts with the individual. And this needs to be practiced continuously. We need to do this together on a conscious level so we can lift each other up so that we can help ourselves and so that we can help others live out the best of who we are. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And I would love to know what's been the most meaningful takeaway, something impactful perhaps from today's episode. Share that with me on Twitter or in the notes in the podcast. And until next time, and as always, live out and live proud.